Glasgow Women's Library. Mixing the colours, women speaking about sectarianism. womenslibrary.org.uk It's Always a Car Crash by Julie Robertson There had been a big game on that afternoon and the girls had been dancing around their handbags for most of the night. Ten minutes before the end, the glitter ball twirled, the slow music came on and the boys came out of the beer bar. Nights in white satin, my favourite. Your luck's in tonight, said Izzy, nudging me. I turned to see the boy walking towards me. He looked as if he came from a posh school where they wore blue blazers. My brothers came from a similar one where they wore dark green ones. Both groups kicked with different feet, as my mother would say laughing. Sometimes the two would meet and play cards on the train, but did not socialise beyond that. I'd noticed the boy coming in earlier with a crowd. I'd never seen him before, but he had the same look. Tall, well-fed boys who swaggered when they walked. Alpha males of the time, bound for careers in medicine, law, accountancy, dentistry. Everyone had walked past the sign at the door of the University Union. Football colours are banned. Patches of blue and green peeked out from the pockets of denim jackets. The boy motioned with his head to the dance floor. I nodded and left my handbag with Izzy. She winked at me. A posh boy, a handsome one. So what if he came from a snobby school? So did my brothers. I was the rebel. My best friend at primary school had been Jimmy Reed's niece. I'd insisted in going to the local Catholic comprehensive with her while my brothers went to a private school. So what if he was a Protestant? So was my dad until he became a Catholic to keep my mum happy. There was never any hassle in my family. We never even spoke about it. Only joked occasionally using silly phrases like blue noses, wine grapes. All that stuff didn't affect me. It only lived on in silly football songs and TV footage of Northern Ireland, bombs, barricades and soldiers. I was at art school and I had my own ivory tower, one that I carried around with me in my head. My friends and I poured over art books, wandered around exhibitions, smoked dope and listened to the Grateful Dead. But I was tiring of cold flats, posters of Che Guevara, boyfriends spouting Marxism. I fancied a house in a tree-lined street, children, a Labrador and a husband with an expense account. I did not fancy the starving in the garret lark some of my friends had opted for. So the cheesecloth and patchouli was out and the Farah Fawcett look was in. From the bar, my brothers and their crowd watched us as they ate down their pints. The boy led me on the dance floor under the glitter ball. Silver spots danced over us. He looked like an elfin knight with muscle definition. More of a tennis player than a rugby player, judging from his arms. 
I flicked my hair over my shoulder. What's your name? I asked as we swayed to the music. Colin, he said. He did not ask me what my name was. I told him anyway. Bernadette, I said. What do you do? He leant forward, his mouth close to my ear. I shoot Catholics. As he pulled me close to him, a beer glass hit my cheek. I was blinded with blood. I could hear someone screaming over the lyrics of the song. In front of me, moonbeams moved over a scrum. My partner had gone and was part of the giant crab on the floor. In the lilac light, my blood looked black. The glitter ball span around as Izzy held a towel to my face. The lights came on and the boys vanished before the police arrived. I was lucky that there was a plastic surgeon in the hospital on a Friday night. He did a good job. It's only in certain lights that you can see the scar. Over the years, lovers, a husband and children have run their fingers over it. Tonight, in a different country, in a city wreathed in fog, even though it's summer, a grandchild lies beside me. Small brown fingers caress my cheek. He always asks me the same question. I always give the same answer. It is always a car crash. Never a brother.